0: Die, all died down, it's uh, always stupid.
1: alive. Like when you start something, when I started going to the gym, everyone was like, What the heck, you skinny guy? Mm-hmm, yeah. Exactly. And and like five years later, now they, they asked the same people are asking me, How did you do it? How do uh-huh. I achieve that? You just like do whatever makes your soul happy and don't listen to anyone else. Like if someone if you think this car is beautiful, you just you don't change your opinion, just because someone else tells you that it's not beautiful right but like right. When, when it comes to goals or like chasing dreams oh, but patrick said it's not possible but my mother said you can't it's you can't make money but it's bullshit. if you really want it then go for it just close your eyes and just go good morning good evening good afternoon good whatever and welcome to another episode of the vegan life you've come to the right place if you want to be a happier and more successful human being thanks for spending some time with me thanks and for yeah investing your time and the most important thing of your life which is obviously your health. on today's episode cold steps by Uh, we had a conversation a couple of months ago and we talk about veganism about the vegan diet and at the end of the episode it gets really really interesting we're going to talk about visualization meditation how you do it why you should do it there's so much value in this episode so i can't wait to share it with you also if you're coming to if you are in london end of october definitely come to veg fest it's an incredible event where you have amazing vegan brands amazing vegan food amazing vegan influencers i'm there <laughs> uh, and i'm gonna even i will uh, speak so it's definitely worth it to come but only if you are like around don't fly from i don't know brazil to London, just because of VegFest. I know you want to see me. (laughs) So funny today. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I think you got the point. Only if you're around. Um, Don't fly too much. And that's basically the intro. Ah, yeah, if you haven't already subscribe so many of you are listening to this podcast but you don't subscribe and uh, you wait for me to share it on instagram Mm, that doesn't make sense just subscribe that's a way to support me also leave a review for this podcast if it brings value to your life Uh, take just 10 seconds leave a review on itunes and yeah that's how you help me to spread the message to reach more people to yeah show the world that bro meat is not oxygen and you can Live without it. So, I mean, I'm gonna wait five seconds for you. Did you leave a review? Not yet. Still not. What? You're breaking my heart. No, I love you, anyways. Um, yeah, I, I'm gonna shut up now. Enjoy this episode and definitely check Cole out. His content is really valuable, especially, um, yeah, especially his Instagram. Um, what do you call it? good influencer feed Ah, yeah you call it feed his instagram feed (laughs) is full of good recipes knowledge and yeah you you will love his content if you love my content you will love his content definitely check him out um it's called hastings on instagram um i'll put the link in the description below enjoy this episode
0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Hastings Harvest, where I interview some of the most inspiring young minds, creators, and educators within their field of expertise and try to harvest how they go about their craft. Today, I am joined by my good friend... Axel Shura, and what a dope name that is, like I wish I had that name, it is so cool. He is a digital nomad, and he's also a vlogger, he does a lot of social media type of stuff, and I don't want to spoil anything, so if you don't know what a digital nomad is, just wait until we get into it. Early in the episode. But he currently runs an Instagram account with over 10,000 followers, and his YouTube has just recently blown up big time. He's achieved 20,000 subscribers, and he definitely earned it. He deserves it all. His social media posts are generally about veganism, positivity, and personal development, which is why I like the guy so much. He's genuinely one of the nicest people I've met. He brings a lot of joy wherever he goes, and he just radiates some there's something about him that you just can tell he loves life and he is someone who really just makes you happy when you are talking to him and you guys are gonna love him a lot if you don't know him already and then on youtube he mostly vlogs like i said he's a vlogger as well And you'll notice in this podcast the sound quality isn't as good, and that's because we were using a different recording software. It required me to use my iPhone to record, so I hope that doesn't take away from the value provided. And if you want to follow Axel on social media or check out the resources that were mentioned in this podcast, you can head over to seasonedtofu.com forward slash podcast. That is seasonedtofu.com forward slash podcast. Now, in this episode, we get into all kinds of topics on veganism, personal development, failures and triumphs, and much, much more. So, I do hope you enjoyed this episode with Axel Shura. All right, Axel, welcome to the Hastings Harvest Podcast. I'm happy that you decided to join me. I feel like our talk's been long awaited. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> thanks for having me it's uh, it's a pleasure I'm, I'm really grateful to be here man yeah finally yeah. it's so weird we know each other for i don't know like six months maybe a year uh but it's actually the first time we really talked to each other
0: <laughs> yeah exactly um we me and mm-hmm. Michael, uh met be- him inviting me to one of his engagement dm groups so and after that i just kind of fell in love with your content and like what what you stand for i really Uh, Believe in. I think we have a lot of the same values. Yeah,
1: likewise. 100%. I couldn't agree more. Uh,
0: So let's talk about your background, like what you currently do. I'm sure the listeners are eager to know.
1: Mm -hmm. So, yeah, my biggest project at the moment is uh, definitely my documentary. I'm filming a documentary about climate change. And, yeah, that takes most of my my time. Before that, uh, yeah, first, I started working as a personal trainer when I was 18, so, like, five years ago. And that's how I I also started to get more into fitness and, like, nutrition. Yeah, and, like, four years ago, I made the decision to turn turn vegan. And, yeah, that's basically my life. Like, social media, the documentary at the moment, it's, like, yeah, 50-50 but that's like basically my whole mission is to show the world how amazing it is to to be vegan that that it's not necessary to yeah if you like you can still get huge without eating a lot of meat and the dairy products yeah that's that's what i do every single day (laughs) Yep,
0: completely agree with that um i want to talk about you being a digital nomad i know you've turned you've used that term before Mm -hmm. and i was wondering if you could just explain it for the listeners and if you still do that
1: all right so i mean obviously i still do it (laughs) i um yeah i made the decision to to move to bali like a year ago and i did it Mm -hmm. and i loved it i um i can work from anywhere everywhere i want It's just, like, at the moment, I really do enjoy my routine. That's why Mm -hmm. I'm, like, usually a lot of these kind of nomads, they go, like, three months to Thailand and then to Bali and then to Cambodia and then to Vietnam. I don't really enjoy doing doing it. A, it's super bad for the environment, and B, I really Mm -hmm. like my routine. I love going to the same gym. I love going to the same restaurant. I love going to just having my routine so that I can get my work done um, yeah, that's the reason why I wouldn't call myself like a digital nomad. Um, but yeah, otherwise it's, it's just super amazing that I can work. Like if I want to be in Germany right now, i be, I'm in Germany. If I want to go back to Bali, I can go back to Bali and I can also work whenever I want to work. Like if I want to work at 5am, I work at 5am. That's like being a nomad. I, mm. I really don't enjoy traveling even though I travel so much. Uh, <laughs> that's surprising that's actually. Thing, like I want to change but right now because of the we because of the project, I kind of, yeah, I don't want to say I have to but in order to get it really done and um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I kind of have to. So how are you
0: able to generate income through being a digital nomad? What do you do that allows you to make money?
1: Well. First, I started um, with coachings, and um, I had some social media clients, but right mm-hmm. now, it's everything that I generate is through my personal brands and I don't have like any other clients anymore. I just enjoy yeah, I, I give value for free, and um, like pe- people don't have to to buy stuff. It's mm-hmm. all through sponsoring. I definitely will work on 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 products at some point because, like, I've, I just have a waiting list for coaching that it's it's just impossible right now to help everyone. So um, that will be definitely one one big thing that is um, that it's, that's coming. But yeah, I started with working for other people, and at some point I decided I have enough to just focus on my work. I get sponsors. I have three podcasts, one YouTube channel, Instagram, and. Um, yeah nowadays it's it's so freaking easy we live in the best time ever so um yeah that's how I make money
0: yeah that's how i that's what I preach all all the time to my listeners to my the people who follow my brand is that if there was any time to start making a living for yourself uh just with no initial cost with just a phone and an internet connection now is the time It's pretty amazing what we're able to do, the impact we're able to make on people just through posting things on social media. It's crazy.
1: One hundred percent, and it's like, of course, when I started doing that, I almost spent no money at all. Like, I lived in a one-bedroom apartment, and I only worked for like fourteen, fifteen hours, and like, I put so much work into it. But then, like. Mm -hmm some point you're just like uh-huh okay it actually works so it's yeah right now it's just the best time ever like everyone who owns a smartphone can actually yeah start a business mm-hmm. it's just a lot a lot of work people, yes. <laughs> people some, sometimes underestimate that as well like oh you you're laying there in bali and you enjoy your life Great. yeah i it, but still, it was I was freaking gym. Like everyone's like, "Oh, you can eat whatever you want to eat; you don't get fat." Yeah, but you didn't see the seven hundred thousand seventy-seven hours that I put in where, where I stand in the gym without like someone helping me or something. Um, you yeah. Yeah, but we. I'm so freaking grateful that I'm alive now and not like one hundred years ago i agree man like All we have google want. like you can literally learn every single language that you want to learn now like without having yeah. a teacher. a like 100 years ago people were sitting in there they didn't even have cars or like on their bicycles did, did they even have bicycles i don't know but <laughs> boy i'm so happy that we are alive now
0: yeah absolutely how many languages do you know
1: boy. Uh, for like my parents are from, uh, my mother was from Russia, my father is from um, Uzbekistan, also speaks Russian, so yeah, I I had the, the honor to learn Dutch because I'm from Germany, so it's really close. And uh, what was the for? Uh, English, obviously. Um, and I'm trying to learn uh, Bahasa, that's the language people speak in in Bali.
0: For those trying to learn a language out there, what is the strategy that has worked the most for you?
1: Talking to people. Like my English was so bad. Mm-hmm. It's still not the best, but I think for persons from Germany and like Germans usually, well, just because we our school system. But we don't talk at school. We just learn. And you you know how to write, but like. You don't you don't talk, and that's how I learned it. I was uh, I, I went to to places like India and just talk and practice. And at some point, I dreamed in in, in English, and then that was the 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 point where like oh, okay, I'm fluent. I'm really fluent. Um, so just practice a lot. Listen to mm-hmm. I like all the content I'm, I'm I'm consuming is in English, so that I actually practice my English all the time like all the podcasts all YouTube videos everything in English if you go to the cinema in Germany for example you can choose usually between a German version and English version I only consume English content just to yeah practice my English and also most of my friends I try to talk to them in English we even like Ferdinand do you know Ferdinand Vegan strength on yeah. uh, on Instagram right now. We have a challenge. We just talk English, even though we are bo- both German. And I know it's <laughs> it it's probably super weird for people who know us, but we don't care. We want to practice our English. And every single time someone talks German, the person has to do eight burpees, and <laughs> it it's amazing. Like we we spend so much time together, and if you just talk English the whole time, you practice. And then you come home and you see Germans and you're like talking German to them, uh, talking English with them. It's 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 yeah, that's the most effective way, like just talking, just practicing, and yeah, consuming English content.
0: Right. And I don't want to get too off track here talking about languages because there's two main topics Mm -hmm. I really want to talk about. So let's let's uh, go back to uh veganism and how that's affected you what was the
1: moment that you decided to go vegan mm. uh do you know misha janets he's like a famous vegan bodybuilder he's a pro bodybuilder but he what? I thought, what's his name misha janets uh yes yes I have. Uh, he's al- he's also um part of the game ch- what's the name game changer movie like yeah. all the, um He's big. And I, and I followed him when he was a huge meat eater. And then he did this 30 days vegan challenge. I'm like, what the heck is that? It was like five years ago, I think. And he kept doing it afterwards. I'm like, huh, wow, that's crazy. Like, how, where does this guy get his protein from if he doesn't eat meat <laughs> anymore? And I'm that serious. Like, I, I thought, like, meat and dairy products are the, the best sources. Um, of protein yeah and then i was like hmm maybe because he's a smart guy so he wouldn't just do it because beyonce said it so there has to be some like evidence and like it's actually possible otherwise he wouldn't do it i mean he's a pro bodybuilder so i started doing my own research and after that i'm like eh not gonna do that anymore and yeah became
0: vegan so what was your body and mind's initial reaction to going vegan and does it still make you feel the same way now
1: time improves like crazy and that's that's the reason why so many mma fighter go vegan because your recovery time is just so much better when you mm-hmm. eat plants um yeah that's the biggest change probably in like some other ways but that's that's the one thing that i yeah that i feel a lot like just my overall well-being it's crazy it's such a game changer and it's like for people who are listening now and who are not vegan it's like it sounds crazy. It's describing how roast smells. It's super difficult. You have to, you have to do it in order to really feel it. You you think oh I'm already doing so good yeah, but you can do way better.
0: Yeah, I t- I tell people all the time that I don't even really think about being vegan anymore. Like it's it's kind of just become me and who I am. Like it's it, it's not at the start. Obviously, you need to think about what you're putting into your body and like. All the new foods you have to eat and whatnot, but now I almost forget that there's another diet. I don't know if you feel
1: the same way. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's on. It's a I habit. Like, don't think about it anymore. No, you know? it's just it's normal. Like, it's not difficult to say no or something. It's just like that's my life. Period. End of story. It's like a yeah. It's just I don't. It's like I don't drink alcohol, so it's it's kind of the same thing. It's it's just a habit. It's in my blood, and I, um, yeah, I don't think of it actually a lot because also the people in my life, most of them are vegan, so it's not a that big topic anymore.
0: Hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. I need I need more vegan friends in real life, man.
1: It's really important at the start, like when I, <laughs> especially at my parents' house. We they talked so much and they ask questions, and I think that's a beautiful, beautiful thing, and they really care about me. that's the reason why they they yeah are concerned, but it's at some point it's just annoying <laughs> so I really yeah. do enjoy yeah, I mean you like people that who are like who like you it's really simple um so yeah, most of my friends are vegan, but I also have non- vegan friends i don't I don't actually Really judge people if they're not vegan. I would still like okay. I would even go on as usually people ask me like would you date a non-vegan? Yeah, 100% If she has a big heart and a big brain. I date her (laughs) Because if she has a big heart and a big brain she probably will go vegan because (laughs) (laughs) That's just when it's just win-win for the whole world and planet and um, That's that's I just think that most of the people they don't actually know like the truth and I mm-hmm. didn't know the truth, but if you tell the people the, the truth, just like without being judgy, mm-hmm. then the odds are really high that they go vegan, if they have a big heart and a big brain. Most of the people do.
0: Yeah, I I think one of the biggest messages I try to put out on my social media mm-hmm. is the fact that there's a vegan stereotype where we're all preachy and judgy, like you said, and we, we're all hippies or whatnot. Like, I have met so many different types of vegans different types of people like there's every type of person you can think of and they Mm -hmm. don't meet the stereotype at all and i think people are scared to try veganism because they think they're going to be put into this label where they're, they're all those things that i talked about when in reality it's it's just such a diverse community. Mm-hmm. I, t-
1: I, I mean, I understand both sides. Like, I understand P. I and I actually understand these judgey vegans because mm-hmm. they see the, the truth and they want to tell people. And they just they have a good intention. Like, they want to help. They want to <laughs> share the truth. Problem: yeah. If you go to another person and you tell the person you suck because you eat meat, you suck because you support this and that, this person will not change. So rather go and just inform, lead by example, tell them maybe watch this documentary or watch it together with it, without being judgy. Otherwise you can forget about it. Like judging someone in general, it's just a big, big mistake.
0: I love that and completely agree with that. What do you wish you would have known when starting
1: veganism? Um, yeah, that, You can have hummus. (laughs) There were so many products, actually, I've never tried before. I've never had avocado in my life. Hummus, I didn't know about hummus. What else? I didn't know that um, condoms are not vegan. Mm. Did you know that?
0: I just just found that out recently, thanks to Ferdinand. I'm like, what the hell? Do you
1: know how Ferdinand found it out? How? Thanks to me. I think so. I'm not sure. But I I think so. I don't know. But anyways, yeah, uh, <laughs> these things are definitely... But the hummus part is the the most important part. Of course. Of no, course. Of course okay.
0: I probably uh, eat close to... It's like four to six tablespoons a day. I know that's pretty weak compared to you, but...
1: I just had 200 grams of hummus.
0: There you go. Okay. <laughs>
1: like I, I, I usually eat like raw broccoli, dip it into hummus, and just keep eating, keep eating. Oh, that's great. That's really the good. best. <laughs> um, what
0: are some common myths about a vegan diet that you hear all the time? And
1: can you debunk them for us? Well, I mean, obviously, it's like, where do you get your protein from? You can't get your protein from uh, plants. I mean, that's just bullshit. Like, just eat legumes. Like, for example, most of the people don't even know that. Like foods like red lentils, for example, have more protein than chicken. Mm Fair enough, we have some um, soy flakes here in Germany. I don't know if you have them in, in the US, but like soy flakes, they have 100 grams, 52 grams of protein. And then you have all these foods like tofu, but like nuts, super high in protein. So if you are concerned about protein, like plants have more protein than chicken. But then also like how much protein do you actually need? Most of the people don't have a clue. And I haven't met a single person who was protein deficient in my life. But, bro, how many people did I meet in my life who have diabetes, who are overweight, who have other health problems related to food? Tons. Every single day. You just have to go on the street and look. See how many protein deficient people you see and see how many people you actually see who don't get enough fiber.
0: Mm, That's another huge one.
1: And like all of them like, "Oh, you, you, don't, you, you don't get enough calcium because it, you, if you don't drink milk." But oh there are so many amazing calcium sources that you can get from like just eating plants or just drinking soy milk instead of cow's milk. Um, soybeans in general are super high in calcium. What else do we have? We have so many myths. Um, what else? What else? What else? Yeah, I mean, you can't build muscle, like all these stupid stereotypes. But I also get it because people just tell you, like in school, they tell you literally that cow's milk is super healthy. They'll tell you it's necessary. All right. So we just have to change the whole education system and um, educate people more.
0: I completely agree. Let's transition to your social media. The other stuff you're working on right now uh, I guess I'll just start off with how you started your social media what what encouraged you to decide
1: this is what I want to make my income off of. mm-hmm the first time that I posted on social media was like, like literally posted on social media was when I went to India I wanted to, um, to collect money and um, just bring some stuff i had like um, free luggage but i didn't have luggage i just have a big backpack but i can um it's like carry-on luggage it's like hand luggage so i said like let's uh let's donate together and i will bring it to india that's how like my social media game started and then i saw like the beauty in social media i think it's a beautiful tool if you use it in the right way Mm -hmm. and then i'm like hmm that's interesting i can actually do something good with it and that's how it all started. I'm like, huh, I can, there are also people, they, yeah, they make their living through social media. Why not doing it? I'm like, okay. And I started doing it as like, just as a side hustle, kinda, um, and then I just got better and better and better. I mean, it's my first year and I reach about 100,000 people. That's beautiful. And that's how it all started. With a post <sighs> in India.
0: <laughs> How do you take your pictures? I'd love to know who uh, takes your pictures. How do you edit them?
1: You, I mean, it depends. Like sometimes I work with photographers, um, but most of the time it's Violetta. It's my it's my best friend. Sometimes I do it even myself, but um, most of the time it's definitely my best friend. Super freaking grateful if you if you're listening, Violetta, I love you. Um, I do the editing right now. I, I started to do it on my own because I really enjoy it but mm. yeah otherwise friends photographers and um most of the time my beautiful best friend
0: yeah you have some of the best pictures i see on instagram and oh, i'll be I really
1: appreciate <laughs> I'll,
0: I'll be sure to link that in the the show notes i appreciate it. so i asked this before with veganism but what do you wish you would have known starting out with social media is there something that you wish you would have known that would have saved you a lot of trouble and time?
1: Definitely tons of things. Um, comparing myself to others, that was a stupid, stupid mistake. Myself, big one. It's like if you start something, you suck. You have to, this fact. Like if you go mm-hmm. to the gym the first time, you're not going to bench 100 kg. It's not going to happen. <laughs> so it's okay to suck. It's okay to just lift the bar. Uh, and that was sometimes, like, I judged myself a lot. Um, if I would start again, I would probably try to find a person who's already su- is, uh, successful in social media and learn from him. Work for him for free and just learn from him. You, you save so much more time. It's like going to the gym and then talking to people who are already have a great physique, and they will tell you all the, sh- not the shortcuts, but, like, the most effective way. Like when mm-hmm. I started working out, I just went to the gym, lift some weights, and that's it. And right. then after a year, I learned about progress, uh, progressive training, about tracking, and all these things. You can just, if you want to start, go find a person, work for free for one or two years. You'll learn all the skills, and then you're going to crush it. That's, I, love I think, it. I think love one it. of the most effective ways.
0: Uh, yeah, I completely agree. Are there any resources you suggest the listeners check out if they're trying to start up a social media?
1: I would definitely, for the mindset, listen to Gary Vaynerchuk. He will, like, you need a big, big, big tummy if you do social media because people will shit on you. And if you don't have the tummy, you're going to fail. You're going to stop. That's why most of the people stop because they care what other people think of them, that's a fact most of the people care the question, like, it's it's, but it's also a fact that you can't be successful long term on social media if you actually care what other people think of you, because then you get in trouble, you can't enjoy it people shit on me all the time people shit on like, all the big influencers, they get so much shit you don't even see, but like you need the tummy in order to deal with that and to live a happy life anyways. Yeah. So my my friends in real
0: life right when I started weren't supporting me because no one near me ever tried to pursue something like that or tried to be an influencer, quote unquote. So I got roasted pretty hard for that at the start, but now that's but it- all died all died down. It's oh, always true.
1: alive. Like when you start something. When I started going to the gym, everyone was like, what the heck? You skinny guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And, and like five years later, now they, they ask, the same people are asking me, how did you do it? How do mm-hmm. I achieve that? You just like do whatever makes your soul happy and don't listen to anyone else. Like if someone if you think this car is beautiful, you just, you don't change your opinion, just Because someone else tells you that it's not beautiful, right? But like when when it comes to goals or like chasing dreams, oh but Patrick said it's not possible. But my mother said you can't it's you can't make money. But it's bullshit. If you really want it, then go for it. Just close your eyes
0: and just go. Right once I once I started and all this negative feedback from my friends and people that i knew in real life i was like what am i doing wrong what what why don't they like me and it was kind of just a realization out of nowhere Mm -hmm. and that was it's not for them it my type of content is not to please the people i know in real life at least most of them because they're not they're not into veganism they're not into fitness so you have to understand that You don't have the same perspective as so many people so and the same beliefs and values. So obviously not everyone's going to agree with you. And if you try to be a people pleaser and you try to be the most general person ever, then Mm. no
1: one's going to like you. That's so big. Knowing your why is such a game changer in so many aspects of life. Going to the gym, chasing a dream, starting social media. If you don't know your why, you usually fail it's all for example January January 1st everyone wants to go to the gym and two weeks later they're like "Uh, I quit and you ask why and they usually say because I didn't see results and then you ask what was your goal yeah I wanted to lose some weight go to the toilet done that's not a big why your why sucks if you change your why and you say like I actually want to feel great about myself again I want to lose 20 pounds. I want to look like this. I want to get in shape for my wedding. Then it's then it's working. If you have a huge why, then you figure out how you actually get there. Mm -hmm. Why is if you go vegan because Beyonce told you to go vegan? Guess what? You you will quit after Beyonce tells you that you shouldn't go vegan anymore. But uh, I think you got the point, right?
0: Mm -hmm. yeah exactly i tell people all the time to have a strong why with that they they need to constantly keep it in mind if they're trying to pursue or get better at anything and then also that in combination with visualization which i know you have a lot of experience with
1: big big fan of visual Mm -hmm. i do it every single morning it's i don't know exactly why it works i can imagine why it works but honestly i don't freaking care (laughs) why it Mm -hmm. works i can only tell you that it works and so many other people can tell you that it works no one can really tell you why like we don't know exactly why it works but just sitting down there and like visualizing success that's what i do every single morning three things that i like i see success like In which area do I want to be successful? Like, for example, when I I, I visualized how I live in Bali, like how I actually already live in this place. One year later, I was like, I was blown away because it became my reality. Mm -hmm. Literally, I dreamed of this life or I visualized, it. I manifested this life one year ago. And I just can tell you, like, it takes five minutes do it every single morning. Close your eyes and actually experience the moment you are dreaming of. like It's already happened. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it, it's a I, game changer. I, yeah, I haven't talked about that too much on my social media, but I'm really glad you brought it up because I want people to understand and know that and know how powerful just affirming what you want in the future is. So I'm, I'm glad you talked about that. I'd love to hear more about your morning and nighttime rituals, if you have like a full morning ritual or a full nighttime ritual? Mm -hmm.
1: It's actually, yeah, it's every single morning the same. That's why it's called routine, right? Um, (laughs) So I love to wake up super, super early, uh, like five or six-ish. And then Mm -hmm. I start, I'm usually super thirsty, so I drink water. And then I start my day with a cold shower every single morning. I love, I just love to tell my, body who the boss is like my body usually doesn't feel like having a cold shower. I mean, it's a cold shower. So, uh, but after that, I'm like in the zone three minutes. And after that, you just feel so much better. And again, it's like describing how rose smells Try it for a week and then you will not stop anymore, even though it hurts sometimes, or you don't feel like doing it. You, you do it anyways. And then you feel so freaking good. And then mm-hmm. I meditate big, big fan of meditation. Um I plan my day. I don't start my day before I haven't planned it. And it's, that was a big change of for, for me, uh, referring to productivity. And yeah, that's that's basically it. My my night night nighttime routine is most of the time um I plan my day, like in the, the evening before. And audiobooks like I love to if I have to clean up something or something just listen to audiobooks or um, I also have a journal that's mm-hmm. the things I try to not use my Macbook or my my phone before I go to bed mm-hmm. just to it's there's a whole beautiful book about this topic actually it's called sleep revolution you should really read it and um, also check out Cristiano Ronaldo's he actually has a sleep coach and he tells you why it's so bad to use your, to use the, um, your phone right before you go to bed. But really? Yeah, yeah. And it, I, I'm, I'm a practical guy. So if I read something like this, I'm like, okay, there are studies about it. Now I'm going to try it on my own. Like for example, the, the cold showers. Everyone mm-hmm. was telling me like how, how uh, healthy it is, how good it is. But if I would do it for a week and it wouldn't work, and I would do it the right way, I wouldn't do it anymore because why should I do it? Like, also, if I tell, like, apples are super healthy, we don't have to discuss it. If, but, right, if you are allergic to uh, apples, don't eat them, <laughs> or if you don't <laughs> like them, don't eat them. Um, the same with like, um, these kind of habits, but yeah, um, I'm um, also like in the morning, I never check my. My emails or my WhatsApp in the morning. That's like pfft. I want to be on the offense, not the defense. And if you check your messages, it's I know it sounds crazy. It's just such a small thing, but you you're automatically responding. You're not on the offense. You're in the defense. Right. Okay. It's so crazy, and then you get lost. Like one message, oh, there is another one and I can answer that. And then you go to Instagram then you spend another 20 minutes. And I'm like, oh, where's my time going? There is your time going.
0: <laughs> Dude, I have infinite problems with that every single day still. I, I know that what I'm doing is is having such a huge impact on my time throughout the day. Like I I couldn't tell you how much of my chunk of time during the day is actually spent on social media, like doing shit that I just should not be doing, so.
1: By the way, Tracking same, I and... still catch myself. Like, if I need some information from Instagram, I go to Instagram and check my DMs, and then I get like, what, what did I actually do here?
0: Yeah, oh my God.
1: It, it happens, you you get better and better, but one big thing, if you're listening to this podcast episode right now, and you just just do this simple little thing for a week, and you will thank me later, turn down any notifications, all of them. <laughs> No mm-hmm. Instagram. No WhatsApp. You will have so much more time. It's crazy. Yeah. And you will actually like... It's... Your phone is on the table. And there is a... You, you, you are writing or you're doing your homework. Or like anything. And then this little pop-up. And you automatically distract it. And it takes so much time. Um, so, yeah. No notifications. Notifications are how
0: yeah i i agree i have made it so that i virtually get no no notifications unless it's something actually important you know but most
1: of the things are not important or urgent yeah if if your house is on fire someone will call you trust me (laughs) it's such a like thing in our society Oh, you didn't respond it was really urgent was it really urgent why didn't you call me Mm -hmm. And the, if it's really urgent, the per, like if someone calls me during the day, I usually, usually don't reply. I, I don't respond because I, would, I want to decide when I call someone or like send me a voice message. But if it's urgent, someone will call me seven times and then I get, okay, it's really urgent. Right. Most of the most of the things are not urgent.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. most yeah. of the and things people. are not
1: so important.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's something that people misconstrue, construe a lot. I, I just have a couple more questions. I don't want to go too overboard here. Um, how are you generating revenue off of social media? Like, what are your revenue sources? Do you have multiple?
1: I mean, right now, the documentary is the big one. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm modeling, but yeah, social media. B- besides social media, it's like modeling, uh, coaching. I I'm not doing so many so much coaching uh, right now, but uh, there was a thing I want to get into again, but like more with a digital product. Because the time I remember times where like talking to people from LA, I was sitting there at four a.m. and I'm like, <laughs> I just want to sleep. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's where my revenue comes from.
0: What tactics have you found that have driven the most amount of followers and engagement on Instagram and YouTube? I don't know if you're on any other platforms as well. And TikTok, yeah. I believe you're on too.
1: I mean, every single platform is different, but my, I, I would say forget about all your strategies and tactics. Be the most valuable guy in your niche and you will win.
0: Can you go into more detail on
1: that? Yeah, just provide value. Don't f- forget about all these strategies and, like, uh, just build commu- – just give people and you will receive 100%. It might take a little bit, but why are you doing social media? Like, you want to help people or not? You want to mm-hmm. entertain what, – what, what are you what, – what's your goal? You want to entertain people? Entertain. Give value. Just give value. Give value. That's it. That's the whole key. Yep. If you give value, <laughs> you're going to win.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, completely agree uh, with on that. Every
1: platform, by the way, podcast, TikTok, there are different kinds of values. Like some people talk more, like you know what I mean. Like entertainment, for example, is a value you bring value to someone else's life. You mm-hmm. can also do it like Ferdinand does with like infographics and like recipes. Right? There's so many different ways. You just have to find yours.
0: <coughs> now. Just some general questions for you. What was your biggest failure that you overcame in life and how did you overcome it?
1: That's really, really, uh, that's a funny question because yesterday I ended my, my vlog, I do daily vlogs, with talking about failure. I don't believe in failure anymore. I only believe in results. So mm-hmm. I can't fail. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just like, I'm, I i am I'm unbeatable and it's not like, oh, uh, there there's nothing bad in this world going on, no no, 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 I just think if something bad happens, I can grow like like if I fall, I stand up and i 'm stronger than before, so it 's not a failure mm-hmm. i I can learn from it, I can grow, like I lose, but I just get better, so Like, I'm not afraid of losing or, like, you can call it failing. You can call it however you want. The question is, how do you want to deal with it? And I'm super grateful for all these challenges. I call them challenges. I Mm -hmm. love to lose. I love it so much because then you actually, that's the the moment where you grow. If you do a mistake, if you fall, you grow. If you do it, it's like um, Ray Dalio always says, says it pain plus reflection equals progress you get a punch mm. in the, you, you it's the output you don't like the output you change it you grow simple as that
0: yeah as soon as i adopted that mindset which i i think i have for the most part uh, it's just it just relieves so much stress from your life knowing that like, any situation you can learn from and that it's just going to make you better 100%. i i love that when you think of the word successful, who's the first person that comes to your mind and why?
1: Mm, my grandmother, because she was the happiest person on planet Earth. I think okay. for me, in my terms, being successful means being happy. Like you're mm-hmm. successful can be 3 million, 3, three million follower on Instagram. For my grandma, it was to, to uh, yeah, give love it was literally just giving love. That's all she wanted to do. Giving love to her children, to, her, um, yeah, to everyone in her life. And I think she was the happiest person I've ever seen in my life. And that's why I think, yeah, I think of her she, when, when people talk about success. People get confused, like you don't, it's not successful if you drive a B, BMW. No, it's successful, you are successful if you are happy.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. I, that's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, that's, that's what you're I'm striving su- for. You're I, not
1: success- I, successful if you have a million bucks in your bank account, but you hate your life. That's not successful. Right. That means mm-hmm. you have some money, but that doesn't mean you're successful.
0: Yeah. No, I, I tell myself all the time if I was granted like millions and millions of dollars to the point where I never had to work again. I'd still want to but, work. But, I'd still want yeah,
1: That's the point. I'd like, why shouldn't value. I work? How boring is your life if you just sit at home and you just consume and you do, do nothing? It's exactly ins- insanity. Like just saying <laughs> I'm waiting for retirement. Why do I why should I retire? What for? Mm-hmm. I mean, I still I get it. You change your approach. If you are a f- football player, you don't play football anymore, but you are still involved into the football business. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger, how old is he? 277? He's still doing his thing because <laughs> he loves it. Mm-hmm. And I will do the same. And like, there are so many great examples of like, for example, soccer, uh, soccer football trainers. They're like 80. They have more. They earn millions, millions, literally millions of uh, dollars or euro. And they still do it because they love what they do. And they do what they love. That's why they're Still doing it. No retirement.
0: Yeah. I'm sure that me and you will be peaking probably in our 60s. 100%. I
1: will still sit there with 99 and still record my fucking podcast. (laughs) You can call me. I will still sit there with my phone and like yell at people to live life to the fullest. 100%. I'm so sure of that. 100,
0: 100%. Love it. All right, man. I I think we've had a good talk. I'm really amazing. happy
1: that thanks you, for having to, me really to
0: step on the podcast. We um, really, really appreciate everything you do. And if you guys are trying to check out Axel, I will have all the links to his social media stuff, which is amazing. If you're into personal development stuff like that and veganism, you need to check him out. He's got one of the best profiles. One of he's just one of the best. Personalities.
1: I really appreciate it. Thanks for your time, brother.
0: All right, man. I will catch you later.
1: Awesome. Perfect. See you. Uh-huh.